great Scott. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Hello, everybody. What's up? Welcome into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. Happy to have you with me on a Monday morning. Guys, wake up. Wake up. Maybe some of you kick off Mondays and you're you're good to go. You're all woken up. Everything's gravy. Everything's good. Holy cow. The, the, the NCAA tournament right now is just... The schedule of it is killing me. I mean, I'm exhausted. You wait and finally get some games, and now we, we're doing it again tonight. Oh, and then we're going to do it again tomorrow night. Oh, I miss the old schedule. Did it keep me from watching March Madness? Of course it didn't. We got a lot to dig into this morning. College basketball, complete madness. Raging Cajun baseball wins the series against Coastal. They play again this morning against Coastal in a non-conference game at 11. We have it for you. Cajun softball winning a couple of one-run games, walk-off fashion in the second one, and then just, boom, offense picks up. Big wins yesterday. We'll talk to head coach Jerry Glasgow later. Matt Deggs typically joins me on Monday. We'll talk to him tomorrow since it's an early game today. Alvin Kamara is calling fans out on Twitter that call him out for not liking 17 games in a season. Why would you expect NFL players to just love 17 games in a season? And open phone lines as well. Andrew Clay of KTC TV3 will join me at 8.15. we got a lot to dig into. It's the Great Scott Show sponsored by Suit Up. Happy to have you guys with me this morning in March Madness. Man, let, let, let's start with a couple of the games that were the most forgettable and then work our way into the, oh, my God, what happened? Um. I, maybe most forgettable is is the wrong phrase to use. I'll just use the the phrase. You moved on. You moved on from it before it was even over. Like some of those games, you were in it till the last minute. It was thrilling. It was riveting. And then when it ended, you were still thinking about it. And other games. I mean, it wasn't even over yet, and you had already moved on, and that would be Gonzaga Creighton. I mean, Gonzaga completely and utterly crushed Creighton's face, dominated in every facet of the game. It was 9-2 to out the gate. They led by as many as 27. That thing was over before it even tipped off. Before it even tipped off. I mean, it, it was done. It was done. What did they shoot, 60% from the field? As a team, forget about it. 
Michigan, Florida State. Holy cow. Florida State is the longest team in college basketball. They turned it over 14 times. They couldn't hit a shot. And tell you what, man, Michigan was awesome. They were awesome. Florida State's defense on the other end couldn't do anything. Usually stingy, play good D, rebound a bunch. Okay, but if you're not hitting any shots, it doesn't matter. Michigan was hit. Michigan looked as good as they have looked this season. You had, what, seven Michigan players with six or more points? They were forcing turnovers. No. That one was over early. Wolverines got that fab vibe. Juwan Howard, his son got in late in the game, got a bucket, gave us an old fist pump. But, I mean, there there was a lot of games I was wrong about. I thought Florida State was going to come and be a close game, win it. Nope. So you moved on from that one pretty quickly. USC, Oregon. If you stayed up for the game last night, okay. Did you stay up for that one? You're a better man or woman than me because I tried, but, boy, I, I, I I couldn't even make it. USC rolled. USC and UCLA in the Elite Eight. How about that? The Ducks, who scored 95 against Iowa, got a first-round bye in the tournament because VCU couldn't play due to COVID-19, shot 37% from the field, couldn't do anything. It was a... The game of the tournament yesterday was UCLA and Alabama. I mean, my goodness. UCLA is an 11 seed, by the way. Shout out. I mean, they... These these high-seeded Pac-12 teams just keep rolling. And Mick Cronin, man, that dude... That... uh, might be one of the uh, he's one of the best coaches in college basketball one of the best coaches in america all five ucla starters scored double figures and the game would have been uh, when you hit an eye when you hit a shot that is so that has everyone talking you just go on social media all it is is wow oh my god holy cow you know something special happened if you didn't see it you run, you know, you go on your phone, you look for the highlight, you turn on the TV, whatever it might be, because you knew something happened. Something happened. Alabama hit a long, long buzzer-beating three. Alex Reese pulls up. UCLA doesn't foul, and boom, game's in overtime. And typically, when a team hits a shot like that, and they've got the momentum, and they're going in, and, and oh, can you believe it? They forced overtime. What, incredible. Coach Oates' squad, they've won it now. It's over. That momentum was cut off almost instantly when the overtime period started. Again, Mick Cronin, man, the guy's a G. And Alabama, talk about a bad day at the free throw line, 11 of 25. UCLA was undeterred by the three. Their poise was incredible. 
You blow an 11-point halftime lead, you have a buzzer-beating three like the one Alex Reese hit, it gets to overtime, and you win by double digits? Okay. But that shot, see, that's one of those shots that could be iconic if he makes it. Regardless of what happened, what would happen to Alabama next? I mean, obviously, you make a deeper run, the more likely the shot's going to get played over and over. But that was one of those shots that if they end up winning the game, you, you know, we'll, we'll remember it for a couple of days. You might remember it if you're a Bama fan, but when you hit a huge shot, but you end up not winning the game, it ends up just going in the archives. It doesn't get embedded into the memory of sports fans. It doesn't. It doesn't. ESPN1420N.com. And on the women's side, Stanford, South Carolina, the one seeds, they just cruised yesterday. Louisville won by a ton. Texas, Maryland was the only good game. Um, and uh, Texas won by three. Those were your games yesterday. There was so much college basketball. USC is now going to try to end Gonzaga's undefeated season and run. Good luck. I Some of those Saturday games, everybody was talking trash and ripping the Oregon State Loyola Chicago game. And, oh, you guys, if you like Cinderella's, look what you get. This is garbage, yada, yada, yada. Okay, okay. I thought Loyola Chicago would win. Turns out they just decided they they forgot how to shoot the basketball. I mean, at one point they were, what, like 1 of 14 from three-point range? Couldn't hit anything. Oregon State. Oregon State is one of the most unlikely tournament runs ever. Because... If they aren't out of the Pac-12, if it's not Oregon State, if it is Idaho State, then I think everyone's talking about them right now is at what point are they going to lose? But because they're out of the Pac-12, it feels a little different. Oregon State historically is not good in basketball. Okay? They were 14-12. and 12. Entering the Pac-12 tournament. 14-12 and 12 and beat UCLA in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament in overtime. They lose that game. They end the year one game above 500, and they've been at home for a while. Instead, a guy named Wayne Tinkle, Wayne Francis Tinkle II, that's his name, is now a hot commodity at 55 years old in the coaching world. And why not? Look at what, look, look at what Oregon State's doing. Look at what Oregon State's doing. I mean, they at what point in the second half, they couldn't miss a shot. To have this run that they're on now is pretty remarkable. When you're as close as you are to getting eliminated, and now, what do they face off against? Houston? Okay. Houston, talk about a forgettable game. Oh, hump. Houston won by a bunch of points against Syracuse, who, again, they know how to play the zone, but uh, they have a bad night offensively. Yeah. Yeah. 
not a great not a great offensive performance for him. And the run ends. A Buddy Bayheim video of when he was a kid hanging out with Carmelo went viral as well. That was all that shattered. Like, look at this, amazing, amazing. I mean, it was a cool video. It was cool. But like people were like, this blows my mind. The whole blown, your, your, your head's exploding emoji with the video, people sharing it on social media, like, okay. I mean, he was a kid and his dad was the coach and he was with the team a lot. And so, yeah, he was with Carmelo when they won the title. There's a video of them, you know, him playing or running around Melo. It's not, it's a cool video, really cool. I liked it. I don't know if my mind was blown. ESPN1420.com. So now we've got more basketball. More basketball. Baylor smothered Villanova. And, you know, Villanova was up, I think, at the half, and everyone's like, oh, look at this, Jay Wright now. Baylor's defense is incredible. And then lastly, you had Arkansas and Oral Roberts, and that was the game of the day on Saturday, right? Alabama-UCLA was the game of the day yesterday in the tourney. On Saturday, it was a 15-seed Oral Roberts, and it was Arkansas. And Arkansas gets a a go-ahead shot with, what, 3.1 seconds left, and then Oral Roberts has the open look. Talk about a shot that could have been iconic, but nope, just like that. Oral's done. And Eric Musselman has now went away from the Final Four. So you got Houston and Oregon State tonight on CBS, followed by Baylor and Arkansas. And that one's going to tip off at like 9 o'clock. I'm going to be exhausted again tomorrow. Then I'm going to get up. And then Tuesday, USC, Gonzaga, UCLA, Michigan. Okay. You've got two 11s, a 6 Check that. You have a 12, an 11, a 6. Two ones, a 2, and a 3. Talk about spread out. When the college tournament got to the Sweet 16 heading into Saturday, it was the highest number of combined seeding ever. That tells you something, right? 11s, 12s, a 15 in oral. You had the most combined seedings. But when you looked at it, you still had a bunch of, I mean, you still have two one seeds, a two and a three now in the Elite Eight. You had a big gap. You didn't have as many right there in the middle. I mean, Loyola Chicago was an eight. USC Oregon was a six and a seven. But a lot of it was high seed, one or two seed. We'll see what happens when you get to the Final Four. But with all this Cinderella talk, it's very possible to come Tuesday evening, your Final Four is two one seeds. And Baylor and Gonzaga, excuse me, there's a good chance there's three one seeds. Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan, and then Houston, a two seed. When all is said and done. And if it's not Baylor, then it's Arkansas, who's a three. Or college hoops. <sighs> college baseball. Raging Cajuns. Responded well. So they, they beat Coastal Carolina, two out of three. They play them again today in a nine-conference game. Coach Deggs would not announce uh, who today's starter was going to be. 
but we talked to him last night after the win. I asked him about the challenge that he put toward the coaching staff at the beginning of last week, how they felt. Because even in Saturday's loss, they, they couldn't quite get that timely hit, but the effort was there. The energy was there. It wasn't like they played bad. They played good. I mean, look, Spencer Arigetti's a dog. They played good Friday. They've got an, an all-American caliber pitcher on Fridays. Austin Perrin, shout out to him, man. He's put in the work, played well yesterday, as did Connor Cook. And now you've got a lot of options today in this matinee for college baseball. 11 a.m. today, 10.30 pregame. You'll hear some quotes from Coach Degg, some audio. Me and others talked to him last night. He'll join me live tomorrow. Typically on Mondays he joins me. That's not going to be the case today because they have a game this morning. Cajun softball has games later today as well. They had a big week in Jerry Glasgow. Another injury they're dealing with. Had to pull a red shirt, but they got the wins. He'll, he will join me in about 30 minutes this morning. So up next, you'll hear from Deggs plus Alvin Kamara. Just letting it be known exactly how he feels about a 17-game schedule. And then sharing on social media some of the DMs he got from, quote, fans, end quote. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show continues. Right after this, it's the Great Scott Show sponsored by Suit Up. If you're listening on the ESPN 1420 Listen Line player on your desktop or mobile device via our mobile app and in connected cars and on smart speakers, that is brought to you by Champagne's Market in the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Great Scott Show sponsored by Suit Up. We're right back right after this. Are you banging this in your car? You gotta go hard. Now put your hands in the air. Put them up. If you go hard, put your drinks in the air. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at babbel.com. That's babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hey, I'm Jordan, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A new Grilled Spicy Deluxe is that cilantro lime sauce that goes on it. That's just an extra kick, a flavor explosion. Hi, I'm Catherine, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is the spiciness of the chicken and the coolness of the cilantro lime sauce. It's the best of both worlds. Chick-fil-A's Grilled Spicy Deluxe Sandwich, available for a limited time only. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Guys, guys, we need to clear a path here. Indeed knows unexpected employee turnover can stall your business. John. Like at Chris's logistics company, to avoid things grinding to a halt, he needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. 
Are you okay? Fine. Just tackling the hall closet. I'm flinging myself into spring cleaning. I'm going to clean up on Chardonnay's at low prices at Total Wine. I want to fling into spring with thousands of wine, spirits, and beers to explore. We can save big and mix up cocktails with tequilas and fruit-flavored vodkas. There's so many choices. Chardonnay's, rosés, pinots, proseccos. I'm going to Total Wine with you. Wondrous selection. Helpful guys. Always low prices. Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly. B21. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-342-4301. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-342-4301 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-342-4301 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-342-4301. Hi, I'm Albert Pujols, first baseman for the Los Angeles Angels. And I'm Deidre Pujols. And we made it our mission to strike out slavery. Did you know that millions of people, many who are in vulnerable populations, are caught in this nightmare of violence, fraud, and coercion? And during a crisis like the pandemic, even more innocent people are at risk of falling victim to human trafficking. Sometimes we all take true freedom for granted. Freedom to live our life. The freedom to pursue our dreams. The freedom to watch and play baseball. But for far too many, basic freedom has been torn away, often violently and often targeting those most vulnerable among us. That's why we made it our mission to strike out slavery. And we're sending out an SOS because freedom is worth fighting for. Join us. Join baseball fans. Join the fight against human trafficking. Go to strikeoutslavery.com. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is Louisiana Raging Cajun head baseball coach Matt Deggs, and you're listening to the flagship station for UL Sports, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, ESPN 1420. Yeah, this is Scott Prather guy's kind of weird, eh? Give me back my son! The Great Scott Show on Sports Radio ESPN 1420.
right, welcome back into the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. Happy Monday. Wake up, everybody. Wake up. <sighs> the NFL this week is expected to announce officially, as expected, that they will move to a 17-game regular season schedule. You saw a lot of players popping off on social media like, how do we let it happen? We let this happen. Um, Money. Money. Leadership within your own union. The league has played a 16-game regular season schedule since 1978. And in that time, the injuries have gone up. Players have gotten bigger, faster, stronger, the works, all of that. What's 17 games going to do to the product? Well, for one, it's going to bring more money, more eyeballs, more television. But you won't see too many players super excited about it, at least not the more vocal ones, at least not the ones you've heard of. Now, I think for any player in the league that's on a minimum salary contract, which is more than half of the league, by the way, that maybe aren't as vocal or don't have as many followers on social media and don't get nearly the amount of playing time. I mean, they're on a minimum salary contract. There's some guys that are on a minimum salary contract, whether they're UDFA, whatever, that end up playing a bunch and end up getting a nice contract as a result. But the vast majority of the league is made up of guys that are just trying to fight and stick with it. So for them, that one extra paycheck actually means a big difference. And while their bodies are getting physically beat up, not the same way as someone who's out there for the majority of the plays in a game on whichever side of the ball they play on. For instance, an Alvin Kamara, who takes on a heavy load for the Saints, who tweeted out... Um expletive dumb as hell that was it others weighed in i mean cam and jordan weighed in he's like we all knew it was coming he knew it she knew it they knew it i knew it what kind of adjustments are going to be made changes in the off season in season workout schedules there are going to be a lot of promises but what is actually going to change because the owners who are already just hand over fist making billions were granted the ability to expand a season to 17 games as part of the most recent CBA. And yes, it was a sticking point with players. Some voted against the deal, but it still passed. Again, majority of the league is made up of minimum salary contracts. One more game, big difference for them. One more game for... Darius Slay, who was upset about it. One more game for Adrian Amos or Camaro or Cam Jordan. Yeah. Doesn't impact them in the long run nearly as much. But once you granted the owners that ability that, hey, we're going to grant you the ability to schedule a 17th game. We're going to grant you the ability to make more money. They're going to take it. And Art Rooney, the Steeler of the the owner of the Steelers, 
who is known as a player's owner, well-respected around the league, he thought that uh, having a 17-game schedule this year would work out well. It's going to be approved. Now, one thing that will change is the preseason will go from four games to three, which will change the approach a little bit. But the starters aren't playing in the final game anyway. They're usually playing the first half of game number three, a little bit in game one, a little more in game two, a half in game three, not at all in game four. That'll be adjusted. But like to think that they're going to go back on this at all, which, by the way, Saints fans, that means you're going to have an extra game on the road against Tennessee. In terms of who gets to play the home game, who gets to play the road game each year, the 17th game will be an opponent from the other conference that finished in the same spot within the division, NFC South, AFC South. And uh, you'll play them one year. It'll be AFC. The next year, all NFC teams will be the hosts. So they'll have the nine home games, eight road games. And it'll be on a, a rotating basis like that year to year. But uh, Kamara gets this long DM. I always love when a player just shares a DM from some <laughs> from, from some random fan that decides that they can just tell them whatever they want. Essentially, it was, and, and, and Kamara laughed about it. He's like, it's 17 games is done. Why are you so mad? What you would expect, lots of cursing, lots of you play a kid's sport game for a living, grow up, you cry, baby, bunch of prima donnas, you're weak, you're acting like one extra game's going to kill you. All you do is be and moan and blah, blah, blah. Everyone plays for the love of the game except you guys. Some of them love it. Some of them don't. They play for a living. They play for their livelihood. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a little different than when kids play the game. Why do people, why why do individuals use that a lot? Whatever. Playing a kid's game. They should just like it. They get paid a bunch for it. Don't even care. What? I prefer it in college where there's more. I mean, look, I love college football. Don't get me wrong. But I hear that a lot from fans. I mean, at least in college, they care more. Haven't we seen that in, in college sports, there's plenty of um, rule breakers around the sport? There's plenty who are not necessarily doing it things the, the right way. There's plenty who are covering up bad things. There's a call. The NFL, I mean, that that's that's about as honest as it gets. In the NFL, it's, hey, you are playing this game for your livelihood, you're playing this game to make a living. And again, this idea that you're getting in someone's DMs, you play millions to make a kid's game. The majority of the NFL, more than half, I think last, 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 last this was a year ago today. I haven't checked what, what the current situation is, March 29, 2021. But as of a year ago, yet over 60% of the league is made up of players on minimum salary contracts. Minimum salary is going to be slightly different for a UDFA than a guy that's a 10-year vet. But the point is, it's all, all of them are less than a million bucks. I, it's about as honest as it gets. In pro sports, I mean, look, NBA can try to spin it however they want. They're getting paid to play a kid's game, and a lot of guys are ring chasing, and that's the way it is. But it's honest. You play a game for a living. Play well, you'll get a contract. 
play bad. It can be taken away. There's no guaranteed money in the NFL. You get hurt. It's cruel. It's callous. But that can end your career. There's no false. If, 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 if you're under the impression that it's somehow like that anybody in the league would play for free because you think you would, you're wrong. You don't look at that. There are probably some of you listening that are like, you know, I love my job so much I'd play for free. Well, chances are you're probably well off, and I'm glad you love your job. I love my job. Let me tell you something. I would not do this for free. I got to take care of my family. ESPN 1420. 269-1077. Phone lines are open right now. It's the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. ESPN 1420. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Hang on one second, Josh. Sorry. Hey. All right, now I got you. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. I, I just I get a crack out of these people who, who like, have issues with what NFL players say and do and, and like, issues with what Alvin Kamara was upset about. Like, imagine, imagine some of these people, like, getting a call from their boss when they get, like, come to my office. Uh, I know you really enjoy working for me here, but you've been traded to AT&T in Cincinnati. Like, <laughs> what would they do? They would lose their minds. Like, I can't go there. I have a house here. I have a family. Oh, well, man, look, we don't want you anymore. We're sending you to Cincinnati. Well, well yeah, but they make, they make a lot, so they should just deal with it. Look, if you made a lot, yeah. you, would, you would probably figure out a way to do it. And some people are in lines of work that require that. But, like, that comes with it. And it sucks. Like... I'm not, I'm not saying the, 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 the money side of it doesn't matter or it shouldn't get brought up. It should, but it should not be used as an excuse like, oh, well, you shouldn't complain about anything. I mean, come on. But not, like, they, but not just that, though. Like you, you pointed out a really good point that I feel like a lot of people don't realize about how many players in the league make a lower amount of money. And people are like, well, that's still a lot of money. Yeah, but wait, that's how much money they get paid. You haven't paid taxes on that. You haven't paid a sports agent on that. You haven't paid different union fees and, and insurance, you know, all that stuff. By the time they're done, I think Quentin Portis had a video about it. He only saw like 35% or 40% of what his pay was. And he made so a lot and he made, he made a lot of money. But, yeah, 30, yeah take, take 40% but, out of a minimum salary and a guy's only in the league two years. And, and again, that's why... The and, and, and getting back to a totally different point than this conversation, but one I was making earlier, that right there is why when it comes to the NFL Players Association and their negotiations with owners will always favor the owners, right? Baseball's got a really strong union, right? NBA Players Association, really strong. NFL Players Association, rarely do they get what they want rarely have they said we don't want to do this and then they end up not doing it because the more vocal players are the ones you know more about but the ones on those minimum salaries they're the ones that are like one extra game oh man are you kidding that's that's really really big for me and because the majority is not isn't going to be as loud but is usually going to side with whatever is best for them that's why the NFL you know that's just that's why the, the the NFLPA I think is always going to get beat in terms of okay who won the latest collective bargaining agreement negotiations i mean they could threaten to strike but guess what a player a player that's making a minimum salary just trying to make it in the league that might have you know two and a half seasons accrued and they need you know six seven more games to 
to, to, to get to three so then they get a pension one day. They're, they, with respect, they might be saying, look, may, maybe it sucks for the person 10 years from now, but I got to do what's best for me. And as a result, the owners, I mean, it's 17 games now. Shoot, 10 years from now, it might be 18, which is messed up, but I won't be surprised if it is. Yeah, I just, I guess for me, the thing is, it kind of does suck from, a, from some of the players' perspective, and I feel bad for them. But at least they have to play, at least they get like one less, you know, preseason game. That really stunk that I had to keep the preseason games and add a new, another regular season game. I think that's going to at least kind of alleviate a little bit, but I don't know. I guess I, my thing is, it just stinks is that this year it really stinks for the Saints because, of course, they finished first, so they got to play against a, a good team, and then they got to play against Tennessee in Tennessee. So kind of stinks for this year, but hopefully next year. Oh, uh, come on. You're no. gonna, you know, while we're talking about it, we're all going to be watching all the games, too. I mean, you know. Oh, no. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, every, I'm talking about stinking. Yeah. I'm talking about stinking about the, 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 what the record could oh, be. Oh, yeah. Having a really strong opponent. It, it, I wish you could have got, like, a fluffier opponent, you know, at home. But, no, we got the Titans in the Tennessee. So that kind of stunk is what I'm getting at. But I will be definitely watching it 100%. You, you don't have, they don't have to convince me of that. I'm taking off to watch the draft. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's all fun and games for me. But I just feel bad for the guys because one of the things I've always said about as a Saints fan is we always have a lot of injuries. I always feel like compared to other teams, the Saints always incur a lot of injuries, especially on the offensive line. So hopefully they can make it through. But anyway, man, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. There'll be, there'll be more injuries just by nature of having an extra game. Every week there are more injuries. It's simple, simple math. Not just the wear and tear of one extra game, but the fact that there's an extra game period. There'll also be more points. There'll also be another week of fantasy football. There'll also be more betting. There'll also be more TV. There'll also be more money. Why? Because we all watch it. And if a player wants to complain about it, I got no issues with that. ESPN1420and.com. They just don't have the numbers. Now you start, you, you start, you know, even if you're a player that's on minimum salary. And if one of the sticking points in the CBA is we want to increase the minimum salary by 100%. Wow, you're doubling your paycheck? That is something that absolutely I think a lot of those players would get behind, but now it's, okay, and you might have to strike and miss an entire season, an accrued season, and you're just like, man, I'm just trying to stay in the league. You're probably not going to do it. But but even then, you that, that at least gives you something to ponder, and never has it been where a player... You know, it's oftentimes it's, hey, let's let's have the salary cap higher. Let's have more money for the players. But rarely is it let's increase the minimum salary by a lot. It's let's have more money to dispense. Well, the money in the NFL, the bulk of it gets handed out to the star players. So, again, the vast majority of players on minimum salary deals, they're not sitting there saying, okay, cool. This is what I want to do. I want to possibly miss an accrued season that I could have and get paychecks and might not be able to make the team next year. I'll be one year old. It'll be more difficult. Um. yeah, I'm not going to sit out of here. I vote against this. You guys want a 17th game? Okay, we'll do it. I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit on, I'm not going to die on this hill with the rest of you guys. ESPN1420.com. 
Talk March Madness. Talked a little Saints 17-game schedule. Alvin Kamara getting mad. Coach Matt Deggs, Rage Cajun Baseball. I will visit with him tomorrow one-on-one. Typically, I talk to him on Mondays at 8.15. But uh, they got a game today at 11 o'clock. Rage Cajun Softball has two games as well, but they're not playing until this afternoon. Jerry Glasgow will join me in about five minutes. Uh, we'll have more from Coach Deggs a little later, but here's something I talked to him about yesterday after the 5-3 win against Coastal. Coach, you said that this past week you and the coaching staff had a number of things that you challenged your team with. Sounds like you feel like at least through the first couple days of this weekend and and heading into tomorrow, they've answered that challenge. Real proud of our coaching staff. Yeah. They, uh, you know, the players aren't all the times the ones that uh, are adjusting. Coaches are as well, including myself. And, uh, you know, we, we really took a, a look at, at where we could get better this week. And, and those guys are just really, really hardworking grinders, man. And uh, they love those kids and they push them and they coach them hard. And, and uh, I, I, I'm really glad to see the fruits of that bear out in a series win against, like, I can't say it enough. That's a good team over there. That's a really good team. More from Coach Diggs in the 8 o'clock hour. Jerry Glasgow joining me next. Rage Cajun softball coach. Andrew Clay of TV3 joining me at 8.15 this morning. We'll dig into the week. The college hardwood, some diamond sports, spring football talk as well. It's a great Scott show sponsored by Suit Up. Don't go anywhere. ESPN1420N.com. Locally owned since 1950, Schilling Distributing keeps your favorite store shelves stocked with the trusted brands you love, like Michelob Ultra, Bud Light, and Corona, and all the hot new items you can't wait to try. And it's not only beer. Schilling distributes wines, spirits, sodas, energy drinks, mixers, pretty much any beverage you can think of. So next time you head to the store, consider supporting a local company by buying brands delivered by Schilling Distributing. Cheers! As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. Pull up to churches today for boneless that's bringing it all. Bringing buttermilk marinated juiciness and all white meat deliciousness. Try our new Texas tenders or chicken sandwich with new smoky honey cube sauce for just $3.99. Churches, bringing that down home flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-777-1225. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-777-1225. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-777-1225. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. 
He's on meds, too. Call 800-777-1225. 800-777-1225. The following businesses proudly support the broadcast of UL Athletics on ESPN 1420 and News Talk 96.5 KPEL, NEI GPS Incorporated, Rafino's Restaurant, and GolfBalls.com. Support these businesses that proudly support the radio broadcast of UL Athletics all season long. If your business would like to be a part of our UL Booster sponsorship, call Pam Begno at 337-233-6000. Are you okay? Fine. Just tackling the hall closet. I'm flinging myself into spring cleaning. I'm going to clean up on Chardonnays at low prices at Total Wine. I want to fling into spring with thousands of wine, spirits, and beers to explore. We can save big and mix up cocktails with tequilas and fruit-flavored vodkas. There's so many choices. Chardonnays, rosés, pinots, proseccos. I'm going to Total Wine with you. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, B21. Catch ESPN 1420, UL Rage and Cajun games, get breaking local sports news, listen to your favorite sports shows, and win prizes. Mm-hmm. I do that. It's simple. All you got to do is tap that app. Yo, tap it. Tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap. The ESPN 1420 app, available for free on your smartphone or tablet. Tap that app. The ESPN 1420 app. Now, more of The Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on Sports Radio ESPN 1420. Welcome back into the great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up on ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. I'm Scott Prather. Joining me now, Raging Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow, as the softball team coming off a uh, winning weekend, very busy weekend, and they've got more today. Two games against Georgia Southern uh, today. But uh, first off, Jerry, good morning, and uh, how you feeling? Uh, it's been a hard week. Uh, it's been a real hard week, and been a, a long week but the girls have played well this weekend we've we've uh, i think we've made a step forward so a very rewarding week in that sense on the softball field and um i'm ready to get these two games in today and after the games are over tonight i'll drive back up to my home in illinois my hometown and um you know we'll have my mom's funeral tomorrow Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to the games today. That's my relief right now. You know, it's kind of a, when you get with the kids and, and you get on the softball field, you, you tend to can, you, you, um, channel all your thoughts into that. And, and so I think we've responded really well this week on the softball field. I think we've played better defense than we have all year. I think the pitching has been really focused. Uh, and done extremely well. And I'm hoping, I was hoping the reason I wanted to get this Georgia series, Georgia Southern series in so bad this weekend, I wanted to get our bats going. It just seemed like we haven't developed a rhythm with all the, with all the personnel moves in and out and adjustments we're making. We just haven't got our offense flowing. And 
And I want to get that. We got to get it going here before we get on that road trip over to Houston and then go to Troy. We were able to survive that South Alabama series without uh, without an offensive output until game three. But we don't want to do that at Troy. We want to be. We want to go in there and have some offense going. So that's our goal today is to continue to to build on the offensive side. Um, you know, kind of took away. We took our focus off of that. Took our focus towards pitching towards getting the defense set. Uh, we started the same infield three days in a row. First time we've been able to do that all year. Um, now let's uh, let's hope that we see improvement on the offensive side here over the next week. ESPN1420.com, Jerry Glasgow. Um, certainly thinking and praying for you, Jerry. I know between going back home and coming back here, uh, some might think, God, that's a lot of work he has to do. But I think you alluded to it for you. You love the idea of having a lot of games, right? You played Friday, you played uh, you played Saturday, you played two yesterday, you got two more today, uh, both for you and just to wake those bats up. So take us through the weekend because, you know, just some really entertaining games Friday and Saturday. I mean, I don't... I don't know if you found I'm just saying as as a as a spectator and somebody listening and watching two one nothing wins and then yesterday a little bit more offense came with it. But do you feel like the offense between Friday, Saturday and yesterday still more work to do, but were you pleased at least where you guys ended the weekend as opposed to how you started it from an offensive standpoint? Yeah, I think so. I think just as simple like Kendall Pally. You know, we were able to put her up in a two-hole yesterday. Well, that's a reflection that she's starting to see the ball and hit the ball really well. You'll see May, you move back up where, where we thought she'd be in the preseason. In the preseason, we thought she'd be in that four, five, six area of the lineup, and she got off to a slow start as well. And of course, had some injuries, you know, missed a couple of weeks. Uh, Tally missed a couple of weeks. So, you know, when you have kids out, it they don't just come back immediately. It takes a little bit of time, and... But but here's the thing. I mean, championship ball clubs. You know, championship ball clubs went on defense. They went on pitching. We had to get that right. Once you get pitching and and defense right, then your offense will come around. Um, so I'm really pleased with what I'm seeing here. You know, we think we give up 34 runs in five games, and then the next five we give up four runs. That's a huge improvement. And and if we can continue to even get better, and I think we will as we get to know the pitching staff and we get to we really get to understand how to use everyone on defense and offense correctly there's no reason to think we can't improve even further but that's the key i mean if you if you only get four runs in a five game stretch you've got a pretty good chance to win those games and and offensively that's got to come now too we got to we got to get better on the offensive side so you know we kind of it's there's a lot of different ways you can win and you know i got to keep my focus where i think the the best way to ensure wins and that that you know that's coming to me now and i'm starting to understand this ball club better and better um the the process of that jerry of of understanding the ball club better um when it comes to the pitching was this in your? Was this the best weekend of pitching, at least from Ellison and Lamb, that you guys have had this season? The, the combo of those two. I think it probably is. It would be. You'd have to say that. You know, they've had some good games. They we had a couple of shutouts against Buffalo. 
but I don't think Buffalo's near the ball club that uh, South Al is. I mean, South Al come in red hot. South Alabama come in. I think it scored. They, I think they scored something like six runs a game. I think they scored thirty five runs in their last six games coming in, and and we're a red hot ball club. You know, six and zero in their Sun Belt games, pretty much dominated uh, a couple of. Sunbelt opponents in the first two opening series. So, uh, and I think I think that they're going to them and Troy and Texas State. I think all three of those ball clubs will be pretty even. I would expect. I wouldn't be surprised to see those clubs come out. You know, six and three against each other, uh, or four and two against each other. It could even come out three and three when those three teams do their round robin series. So I think we're in pretty good shape as long as we take care of business against Troy uh, and Texas State. We need to. We obviously need to win those series two, two and one. Um, but if, even if we, you know, if we stump a toe a little bit against either one of them, then I still think we can win the Sun Belt. Coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest, ESPN 1420. Sierra Bryan batting 460 on the season. Uh, two hits yesterday, but just the big walk-off moment um, on Saturday, Coach. Take us through that at bat and um, just what you saw, what she saw, and why it led to that walk-off moment. Well, you know, when you go back to that game, um, it's a one-to-nothing game. But if you look at the game or if you was at the game and you felt the game, you know, but the bat before she'd hit an absolute line drive shot out in the center field, but it was just to the left field side of the center field or maybe 15 feet, so the center field was able to catch it. But she couldn't hit it any better. Uh, probably hit the ball better than the ball that she hit over the left fielder's head in the corner. It was just a, a scorching line drive. If she would have got in, we'd have scored there. Then Kendall Talley hit an absolute shot off of the pitcher's leg. <laughs> couldn't have hit it harder. You know, it was hit hard, as hard and better even than the home run she hit yesterday. She struck it perfectly. It hit the pitcher on the on the leg, ricocheted straight to the second baseman. They threw her out by a step, but we would have scored there. And then uh, Caitlin Aldering hit the next inning. She hits a line drive with runners on second, third, absolutely in the left center field gap, and the shortstop reaches up and grabs it. You know, just it was just low enough the shortstop to get above her head and grab it. And so there was three straight innings where we were all over them and and opportunity to score. And that's the reason I put Kendra back in. I thought we're going to win this in the eighth inning with, with Bryant coming up. And, 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 uh, I just had a feeling, a real strong feeling that I didn't feel like the game was in jeopardy. I felt like we were definitely going to win it or I wouldn't have took summer out and got down to back to one pitcher there in that situation. And, and, Knowing how good Brian is, after she hit the ball so hard, I, I just had a lot of faith in her. It was more a matter of can we get somebody on before her, and uh, and if she and if we didn't, I thought she'd get a hit and Dalton would knock her in. I, so it was kind of a funny, you know, it's one, it's nothing, nothing, but I had total faith in my offense right there to score in the seventh, and 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 so Brian's a great player. She's been doing that all year. She won the game at UT Arlington on Sunday in the seventh, and then she won that one in the seventh. We're just, uh, man, we're blessed. We're, we're getting to see an All-American season out of that kid uh, up to this point. Uh, she's definitely playing at that All-American level 
that she's, you know, preseason first team All American and she's lived up to the billing. And like, we just got to hope she just keeps doing it. And then we got to get our other hitters to jump in there and start playing up to their capability. Cause we got, we've got a lot of other players. If you go back to the January and February preseason before all these injuries started, Bryant was like our fifth or sixth leading hitter. We had five or six kids that in our 24 scrimmages actually I hit Sierra in preseason. Now she's a great competitor. She's going to focus. She knows how to focus. She just watch her at the home plate. I mean, she's so focused in, so locked in during her bats. The maturity that she has is, is, is greater than some of our other players. And we got to imitate that and, and learn from that and learn to emulate her focus. But we got a lot of talent on this ball club. Um, she's not the only talented player. We got a lot of talented players. Dalton's really playing at a high level as well right now. So we, we keep Brian and Dalton playing at the level they're at and let the other kids rise up to join them. I, I feel like we're in a good spot going forward. Jerry Glasgow, Rage Cajun softball coach, our guest, ESPN1420.com. Was there a moment yesterday, Jerry, when uh, the umpires took some runs off the board where – you had to scratch your head and say, "Man, this season is uh, is is just is just different." Yeah, it's it's just been challenging, and you know, it, it, there's no. I mean, the umpire makes that call before before the ball gets to home plate, so he doesn't know it's going to be a home run. So you know, it wasn't like he took the home run off the board on purpose. He didn't know that it was going to be a home run. But then on the other side of it, we sold 60, we had attempted to steal 64, 65 bases this year. And that's the first runner that we got called out all year. Um, no doubt 20 to 30, maybe even 40 of those other 60 runners had left a little bit early. It's not a play like, it's not a play where, you know, the, the runner has to leave at approximately the same time the ball comes out of the pitcher's hand. That's the rule. The, the, the runner, it's impossible for the runner to come out off the bag at exactly the same time the ball comes out of the pitcher's hand. Umpires know that. They don't call it. He said it just jumped out at her that she left early. But when I watched the game film, you know, she left, she left maybe a quarter a step early. The pitcher's hand was, you know, basically parallel to the ground, um, behind her. And so it was, you know, her arm was at nine o'clock before the six o'clock release. It was a really close, hard. It was a play. I mean, he was right. She left a little early, but we leave early. Every player in America is leaving a little early or on time. Nobody teaches leave on time or a little late. Everybody teaches leave on time or a little early. Um, so it's a, just a hard call and a bitter pill to swallow because you got Mayu. You know, trying and fighting, working extra every day to come out of her slump. She hits a two-run homer, put us ahead. We're up 2-0. Yeah, you know. And then we end up, to credit to the offense, they went ahead and they won the game 6 nothing. It could have been 8 nothing if we don't get that call. But then on the other hand, what I was really proud of, Mayu went ahead and went 3-3 three for three with another home run in the second game. She didn't let that, she didn't let that call take away her home run mentally. Mentally, she stayed focused and really played a great second game. So, you know what? It, at the end of the day, it may have done, it may be a great thing for our program. It may be a call that built, advert, built, uh, you know, built tenacity, built 
determination in the face of adversity. And that's how you have to look at it. I mean, that's, that's just life. When something really bad happens to you, you can't, you can't let it bend you. You can't let it melt you. You can't let it mold you. You just have to fight back harder than ever against it. And, and that's what we're going to do. You know, they want to make that call. They got to make the call. They're great umpires. That was a great crew. Um, you know, I've got to say that that was a really good crew. They, they were, you know, they all worked SEC games and, um, they brought them in here because we were playing South Al and it just seemed like they ever calling the whole series went against us. It, it is what it is. Rage Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest at TSPN 1420.com. I'm Scott Prather. Um, you, you've had, you mentioned the word adversity. You guys have certainly had your fair share of it. Uh, Julie Rawls, your catcher, been dealing with an injury and uh, trying to get over it. So you pulled a red shirt this weekend off of uh, Sophie Piscos. And, um, you know, I, I asked you about that a little bit last night, Jerry, but I wanted to follow up for our listeners to hear a uh, two-part question. And, and we'll start with the first part of, uh, what goes into taking a red shirt off of someone? Uh, we're now at the halfway point of the regular season. And then the second part, in terms of how much you communicate with them, right? And then the second part of it is just what she brings to the table here for this team. Well, it was a really that's a really hard decision. About a week ago, Coach Roberts and Coach Lacey had approached me uh, when we, while we were in Arlington and said, look, let's take the red shirt off of just goes and start playing her. Uh, oh, I like the idea, but it's just so late in the season. You know, we're we're halfway through. We're halfway through. I I, I think we better stick to our plan if at all possible. And uh, you know, we debated it because we know she's a defensively a catcher. She can help us, and that's a position of need right now. She's a great teammate. She was an outstanding hitter coming out of travel ball. But you know we've got a we've got an unbelievable freshman class coming in the next two years. Uh, the group of kids that we got coming in in twenty one twenty two are are basically the first classes that we were able to recruit uh, fully when I got hired. And and I plan our program will totally change next year. I you know we we've, we've thrived and lived on transfers here the last the first three four years because. Uh, back goes back to when I was hired. Everybody was doing early recruiting, so basically everybody was recruiting seventh graders and all the eighth graders, ninth graders, tenth graders. <laughs> the, the high school kids were all gone, and so you know I wanted to hold her back a year and put her in with that next class, the freshman class, because I thought she was our top freshman in the fall, um, and a great character kid, a high character kid, a high energy kid. Now we're going to have Roman move. Roman will be eligibility-wise a freshman next year. So that class is looking really, really, really special. It's got pitching. So I wanted to keep her in that bunch. <laughs> but, you know, then we go in yesterday and, and you know, we, we've lost Curry already with a uh, concussion on a foul ball. We have a foul tip in game one. It, it looks like it really affected her. Um you know, she was she had to call timeout, go out to pitch the mound, and then Rawls warming up summer and says, you know, she just can't feel her hand; it's really hurting. Can't, she can't she can't squeeze her gloves. She can't she can't close her catcher's mitt in warm ups for game two, and so we just called her mom and dad in and said, look, you know, 
this is a situation I don't want to make it with just the player. The player wants to play always. You know, 18, 19 year kids, they want to, Sophie wants to compete today. What's your thoughts? And, and they can, you know, whatever this team needs, that's what we need to do. And we're here for the team. And I said, okay, you know, I can, I'll, you know, and the, the, the trouble for me as the head coach is once we pull that red shirt, I owe it to that kid now. I'm going to at least get her enough experience over this next 15 game stretch that she knows what she has to work on all season. Because if you give the kid the freshman year up, you at least want her to see what she has to improve on. And so I let her roll through the next 15 games. She'll play a lot. And whether she does good or whether she does bad, she's going to play a lot the next 15 games so that she knows what she needs to work on for next year. And, and there'll be some older kids that get less playing time because she's getting more playing time. And, and that's kind of, that's the part that really agonizing for me is, you know, do I, I, I hate to do that. I hate to take away playing time from an older kid who doesn't have much time left in, in the program to, to get a young freshman um, experience for the future. But at the same time, I have no choice when we don't have healthy catchers and we and that's a catch it, that's a position where we have to have a healthy body back there and having some fresh energy you can see that you know she gets a second base on an air yesterday she made that that was the most fired up I've ever seen a player in my 13 years of coaching college that's the most fired up I ever seen on somebody making uh, second base on the air <laughs> and but that's the kind of energy that this veteran ball club needs right now so I think it'll help us uh, just to see someone. She's in great shape. She's kept herself in really good shape. You know, I think that the energy she'll bring, the example she'll set, and the, it she'll infect our ball club with with high energy. And we need that in that catching position right now. Reggie Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest. It's ESPN 1420 KPEL Lafayette. Uh, I know it's never an easy one, uh, but you're in the business of winning games. And, you know, you guys are uh, are starting to string together some wins, Jerry. You mentioned wanting to see the offense come along. 15 runs scored in the last eight trips to the plate on Sunday. Two more today against Georgia Southern. Uh, and then, you know, you, you've got the, the games in Atlanta. Then it's the long Texas road trip during spring break. Uh, then it's Troy. So after today, you got a long stretch on the road. And um, beginning today, you're officially halfway through the regular season schedule. What is, in your mind, the key, the biggest key, the thing you feel like you guys have to improve on most to not just have success on this this long road trip coming up, but the second half of the season to ultimately meet a lot of the goals that you still have in front of you? Well, I think always the most important thing on a ball club is the pitching. I mean, there's there's no nobody in fast pitch softball that doesn't understand Pitching is the most important part of the the whole equation, and then defense is important. And offense, I think, I think offense and defense is is pretty much the same. I've always said I'll play a great offensive player with bad defense over a great defensive player with bad offense at every position on the field except shortstop and catcher. Um, so I I guess I would say I think pitching's number one. Offense would be a close two or, you know, a narrow two over defense. But, you know, without a doubt, we, we, we're a ball club right now. We just need to improve in all three areas. We've not, you know, we've not 
been good enough in any area. Uh, and that's, you know, as a head coach, that's my responsibility. I ultimately, you know, I'm responsible for every aspect of the program. And if we're not delivering, there's nobody else to look at except myself. And so, you know, I, I think I made up my mind about a week and a half ago. I can't take losing. Losing is one thing that I just don't do well. I don't do well in my personal life. I don't do well at my uh, away from the ballpark life. Uh, if we're not playing well, we're not achieving what I think is near our potential. I have to really, it just doesn't, I just doesn't settle well with me in my daily life. So I, I, I've gonna really, I've gotten really involved in the program. I probably worked harder this last eight days than I've worked in any eight day stretch since I've been coach here. And, and that, that's gonna have to continue throughout the rest of the season it's going to be a long last month and a half but whatever it takes because i know this team has potential and i don't want to look back in june and think man i wasted that i should have i should have saw it sooner i should have went to work harder uh i want to when i look back at the team in june i want to know i I tried i did everything i could because the, the adversity we faced with all the injuries that's the reason i have such a good ball club put together. I mean, I had depth. You heard me saying in January, we got depth. We got depth. We got a lot of players, and we do. But so we can't let we can't let injuries be an excuse. We have to go right ahead and and perform at a high level. And that's not easy. That that's easy to say. It's not easy to do. But but it is possible to do. And and I, I felt like this weekend we did overcome, and we did achieve with what we had in the, in the dugout. And, and that's, that's what we didn't do last week at Arlington. Um, we, we had more, we had more there than what we gave and, and we can't let that happen again. Two more today at home, uh, four o'clock followed by a uh, scheduled six thirty, but a doubleheader against Georgia Southern pregame at three forty-five. You can hear it here on ESPN fourteen twenty. their last home game until April the 13th. Uh, Jerry, I know you got a lot going on. Um, praying for you, and uh, in the meantime, man, best of luck today and uh, in the coming weeks with this season. And I always appreciate you, no matter what. You always make time for us on Monday mornings. I know the listeners appreciate it as well. So all the best, and uh, we'll be we'll be watching you guys today. I appreciate Scott. Appreciate the fans. I mean, it's a great atmosphere. You're only letting like 300 people in the stadium, and it's amazing how loud those 300 people were this weekend. I can't wait till next year when we can have crowds up back up to 2,000, 3,000 range. But that's the reason I always allow time is my appreciation of the fans of Raging Cajun softball. And, you know, they have high expectations and they're very knowledgeable fans. So, you know, I think that's part of our job. To, they're a part of our family. They're a part of our team. The fans are, and we owe it to them to keep them informed. So I try to be. Uh, transparent in everything we do at this program and can't say thank you enough for them sticking with us here through a rough start but we'll we'll get it going down the stretch thanks for the time jerry all the best thank you that is rage occasion head softball coach jerry glasgow uh if you uh, didn't catch the whole thing um and maybe you didn't know he referenced it uh, at the beginning of the conversation his mother passed away last week uh, he made a trip up to the midwest came back coached i know he has to go back again and then come back for a, um, you know, a long road trip for the Cajuns, where they go from Atlanta on Friday and Saturday, then 
Um, you know, you got Easter Sunday, then the following week, spring break, they've got a number of games in the state of Texas, a Texas road trip. Then they go from there to Troy for a series with the Trojans, and then they're back at home after that for a little while. So very, very busy times, but uh, big wins yesterday and over the weekend, and they got two more today to continue to take care of business. It's the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. I'm Scott Prather. It's ESPN 1420.com. Weather forecast got a little cool out there yesterday after some light rain. Today it's sunny. Your high is 72 tonight, clear low of 58. That is your weather update from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab and Dave Baker. KTC TV3's Andrew Clay, sports director over there. He went viral with a little newscast he did last week after the LSU game against Michigan. We'll get his thoughts on what that was like and uh, talk some March Madness with him. Some uh, spring football, Cajun sports, a little bit of LSU, all of that's coming your way next right here. It's the Great Scott Show, ESPN 1420.com. Don't go anywhere. DQ presents Picture This. Picture a DQ Chicken and Biscuits basket, all white meat chicken strips nestled next to crispy golden fries, and seven mini biscuits, fluffy, flaky mini biscuits that you can dunk in a side of warm pepper gravy. Then you leave the drive-thru and your favorite song comes on the radio. And all the street lights turn green. This mini win calls for a mini celebration with the DQ Chicken and Biscuits basket. Or get it delivered at DQ.com. DQ. Happy taste good. Judy's Electric Motor Company has been serving Acadiana's oil, commercial, and farming industries, as well as all of your residential electric motor needs since 1949. Judy's Electric Motor Company has the largest inventory of electric motors in Acadiana and in stock. They also specialize in rebuilding and rewinding of electric motors, bearing changes, and can test the windings. Go to judyselectric.com or stop in 222 E. Landry Road in Lafayette or call 337-234-6323. Judy's Electric. Let their knowledgeable, friendly staff help you today. Does learning a language feel like this. No hablo espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real life situations. The app is so easy to use and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at babbel.com. That's babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Here's a tip from Mr. Electric. LED lighting is the lighting of the future. Fluorescent fixtures change to LED reduce humming and flickering caused by standard fluorescent bulbs and ballasts. And it's not just fluorescence that can be converted, but any fixture in your home. LED lighting is becoming more affordable than ever, not only on bulb costs, but also on future maintenance and energy costs as well, and brings a better quality of lighting in your home. For more advice and tips from Mr. Electric, visit this Town Square Media radio station's website. When looking for an electrician, Mr. Electric is a name you can trust. They have a code of values that ensure their technicians understand that respect, integrity, and customer focus are the foundations of who they are. They believe that safety is one of the pillars that keeps us standing. So they offer each of their customers a complimentary home safety check. And they understand that you want to feel safe in your home. So they background check and drug screen each of their employees before hiring. Call Mr. Electric. They'll help you take care of all your electrical needs. 451-2228. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like Taylor Swift choosing what to wear. It's looking kind of chilly out today. I think I'll go with a cardigan. Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. That's banking reimagined. 
What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. What do you want a da-da-da? What do y'all want a da-da-da? I'm not a doll with a da-da-da. We could switch to Progressa da da. Oh, yeah. We could switch to Progressa and Sa. Mm-hmm. We could Sa and have to buy some Za. Oh, yeah. Let's switch to Progressa da da and get some Za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're going to da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da da da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Council the Insurance Company and Affiliates. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol? Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. The app is so easy to use and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. This is an Acadiana Job Alert brought to you by Precision Glass. Precision Glass is looking for experienced residential installers with frameless shower door experience preferred. Precision Glass offers top-notch pay. So if you're an experienced residential installer and want to work for a great company, then Precision Glass wants to talk to you. Call 451-6942. 451-6942. This has been an Acadiana Job Alert, brought to you by Precision Glass, an equal opportunity employer. Now this is something to get excited about. 21 Days of Beauty is happening now at Ulta Beauty. Get ready to feel fresh, new, and yeah, like you again. Give your routine a glow-up with day Daily Beauty steals of 50% off the must-haves from brands like Too Faced and First Aid Beauty. And explore the newest arrivals from brands like Tarte and Benefit. Discover endless ways to feel like your best self. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Hurry! This event ends April 3rd. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. If you own a small business, you know how hard it can be to find new customers. Now, Town Square has new tools that can help your business stand out and grow today. Go to GetLocalCustomersNow.com for a free local market competitive analysis that will show you what other businesses in town are doing to find new customers and how you can do it, too, with Town Square. Plus, be one of the first business owners to sign up with Town Square and receive $500 in free advertising on this radio station. Start growing your business today. Visit GetLocalCustomersNow.com. Dot com. ESPN 1420. ESPN. KPEL Lafayette. A Town Square Media Station. The ESPN 1420 app is waiting for you to tap it. One little finger, one little finger, one little finger. Tap, tap, tap. Listen to Louisiana Raging Cajun Sports, along with the best sports talk on the bayou. Tap that app. Let's go. Let's do it. The ESPN 1420 app, available for download in the iTunes App Store or Google Play. Scott Prather, a football champion who once scored nine touchdowns in a quarter in Tecmo Super Bowl. It's the Great Scott Show on ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. The Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank, sponsored by Suit Up 
Joining me now, Emmy Award winner, sports director from KTC TV3, Andrew Clay. Driving back from uh, dropping off some kiddos this morning, the, uh, the the good old dad life. Good morning, Andrew. How are you on this Monday? Good morning. You, you should also add um, professional artist in your uh, in your description. You know, MS art though, MS paint art only. I, what made it great is that the is the ball was on fire. Is is that the art? I wouldn't describe it as award winning, but um, but it was awesome. So Andrew Clay, for those that missed it last week, uh, did a newscast after LSU's game against Michigan in the uh, round of thirty two of the NCAA tournament, and you used Microsoft Paint to show the highlights, and that ended up going viral. Um, for those yeah. that might have missed it, just take us through what went into that and why you had to do it. Well, so the NCAA, and it's really more of a CBS thing than an NCAA thing. I know people like to talk on the NCAA, but uh, this is a contract CBS probably negotiated these kind of rights. And they sent out this long list of rules. It's, it's two or three pages at least on when you can run highlights. And there are these things called the telecast window, and you can't run highlights until the telecast window for that specific game has closed. And it, the telecast windows usually look something like this on, on like the opening round. It's like 11 a.m. to the early games through like 5, and then it's a, a window from 5 until 1. And these are all Eastern times, so I guess it's probably noon till, noon till 5, and then um, you have the next window ends at 1 a.m. Eastern. Or the CB, or there's always an or, of course, or the the broadcast, the the post game broadcast on the CBS or the TNT or the TBS or whatever channel it is ends. So it's not like a regular game where you can just start running the highlights as soon as the game ends. You have to wait till these windows close, and so we couldn't air the highlights until really late at night. And I really thought LSU was going to win that game, so I kind of had sunk into the idea that I wanted to make sure I could present the highlights in some way other than just a graphic. So that's when I decided I was going to go to town on MS Paint. I wasn't, I can't take credit. I'm not the first to use MS Paint, but I definitely did it better. I saw someone did it earlier in the tournament, and I saw what they had done, and I thought, oh, that's cute, but they didn't really put in the same sort of effort, I would say, into making them like real highlights. So I just really sunk into it when uh, when I did it, and I had a lot of fun. And I thought it would get a couple laughs online, and I didn't think much of it. I didn't. I definitely didn't think it would it would go viral, but it definitely took off a, a lot quicker than I thought it would. And then I think the the best moment was when your mom saw it on the morning show uh, halfway across the country, and she calls you on Sunday morning to tell you. So I think that was the uh, the t- the uh, the creme de la creme. Andrew Clay, our guest. Uh, how have you felt about the tournament overall thus far? Uh, it's been wonky. Uh, but it's, it's been wonky. I don't even know. That doesn't even feel like it's a weird thing to say at this point. Like, uh, And I said it on that, that night I ran the, the highlights. Like, It's really earned its March Madness moniker. Like, This has been a, a, one of the crazier ones we've seen, but uh, it, that almost feels like old news at this point. It, things seem to settle out, and they usually do. They usually do settle out in the second weekend. Uh, the first weekends where craziness happens, and then usually the better teams rise because teams struggle to carry that momentum, uh, the upset momentum, uh, into the n- next week. Uh, it's a little different now that you're in a bubble, and these kids aren't necessarily 
traveling across country, though I do think some of the teams may have traveled between weekends. I'm not really sure how that all worked out. But no, they, I think uh, they just hard. they just stay there. I mean, they just they just stayed there. They're just hanging out in Indianapolis. So in UCLA, uh, they've what, been what there a like? long time, man. Yeah, and that is the one team that has kind of been able to carry this momentum. It, but how long will it last? I don't know. We'll see. It's not like UCLA have. They've had a tough road, but it's not been brutal. Like, we haven't seen them have to face one of these dragons. Uh, and so we'll get to see that coming up. Uh, Big Ten, though, big disappointment. I'll also let me add that in there. As a Big Ten guy myself, uh, it's been brutal. Michigan's keeping it alive for that conference, but it's been brutal. Everyone kept saying, well, is this the year that Big Ten gets a team in the Final Four? And I was like, oh, well, definitely. When you have four of the top eight-seeded teams – it was definitely they were definitely getting one in the final four and, and now you shrug your shoulders and are you sure because it's, it's just down to michigan and, and of all the big 10 teams that's the one i least trust they're not fully healthy they're not fully there i don't know if i don't know if they're getting to the final four well when all is said and done you might still end up having three one seeds and a two seed in the final four you might you know so for all the upsets and all the chatter it, it could still be your powers that are uh, that are there when all is said and done but it's been you know you had you had one i think great memorable game each day over the weekend but i'm i, I don't i don't like the layout of the schedule man they're keeping me up late and uh, i'm not getting as much sleep so i hope they go back to the old normal schedule and this year is just the covid year where they're playing you know, games on Mondays and Tuesdays and, and weird things like that. But um, speaking of... Play- I kind of like the Monday, though. Yeah, what about, I like what about- the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oh, you, you like that opening? You didn't like... I, that Thursday, man, I I get... Here's... here's I, I'm talking more... I'm talking even more about this this past weekend than, than the previous one. Because when you have that much college basketball, it's it's okay. Um, I just don't like the idea that we, you know, we have the Elite Eight on a, on a Monday and Tuesday evening. But... In terms of the first one, I think what worked out well for him, Andrew, was the first four games, having them all in one night in one of those games, being UCLA and Michigan State, right? Like, his, you know, and they played a really good game and it with these blue blood historic programs. Like, having that in the first four felt on that Thursday, it just, it, it didn't feel like a first four game. And now you got UCLA, you know, a win away from maybe getting to the final four. So, I mean, Mick Cronin, that dude is a, is a G. But um, I think that kind of helped with it. And Monday, it just kind of felt like a bonus. But I, if I had my druthers, man, give me, give me the old way and, and don't mess with it. The tournament is one of those things that, like, from an entertainment standpoint, I just feel like you don't want to mess with it too much. Like, had they never gone well, to 68, had it always just been 64, and we never knew about 68, like, I don't think the ratings would be any different at all. Like, I still think it would be you know, the, the, the greatness that it is. I mean, it's hard It's hard to screw up the bracket, so don't mess with it too much. That's my stance anyway. Well, I'm with you, well, I'm with you on 68. I, it just seems silly, although UCLA is proving why they needed 68, and the whole idea was to get more mid-majors in. I really don't know if you're getting more mid-majors in. I would like to see the math on that. But as far as the game schedule, I thought the first weekend was great. I don't love the second weekend game schedule as much. I don't like the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I would have much preferred it be uh, mimic the week, first weekend or been more traditionalist where it was usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I am with you on that respect. But it, it's been a fun tournament. It's been what the tournament usually is. Uh, I, I'm the kind of guy who I'm kind of half in, half out. You know, unless 
unless I'm a Villanova basketball fan, um, there's a long story that, that goes into being embarrassed by my alma mater's basketball program. But uh, I, I, unless Villanova's playing, I struggle sometimes in these later rounds to really get into it because I'm just not the biggest college basketball fan. I'll, I'll watch probably the Elite Eight and the Final Four. I'll definitely watch more midweek games. Uh, ironically, than I will weekend games, though. I will say that. So uh, having the Elite Eight stuff this the next two days, that's going to be good for me. ESPN1420.com, Andrew Clay, our guest. Uh, from um, from basketball to football, NFL, as expected, going to announce a 17-game schedule next week. Some of your more notable players that are, um, you know, have, have pretty strong contracts, aren't happy about it. Uh, those are the things that make headlines, Andrew, and I and I certainly understand where they're coming from. But I've long said it's the it's when you've got you know the majority of your league on minimum salary contracts. If you put something to a vote that is going to get them possibly more money, and the alternative is a holdout, when you're a player that's just trying to make a team and stay in the league long enough to get a, a pension someday, um, the owners are usually going to get what they want. So. Once they granted them the ability to have a 17th game, you knew that they weren't going to waste any time on that. Yeah, this is something that, you, you know, the, the sport's always going to follow the money. And I know some of the players are upset. I've seen some fans that are upset in defending the players. It is worth noting the players are going to get some of this dough. It's not going to be this year. It may not even be next year. But understand that when the, the salary cap is based off revenue, having more games is going to allow the teams to make more money and the salary cap is just going to be inflated a little bit by it. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not going to be this huge chunk for one singular game for the salary cap, and then you break that down to the players. So it's not like the players are going to receive this overwhelming amount uh, individually, but they are going to get some of this money. I I wish the NFL would really address its salary cap, though. And I think that's a big part of what we've got going on here. I keep saying, you know, some people say there should be a quarterback salary cap and then a rest of the team salary cap. I thought that's an interesting take where some people I've heard people say be like, okay, make you have forty million to spend on all your quarterbacks and then you get whatever else, you know, for the rest of the team. I actually am a believer there should be an uncapped player. There should be an uncapped player where that player can make whatever you want free market value on whatever you want to pay that uncapped player and it can be whoever you designate if you want it to be a left tackle because you have a rookie quarterback great if you want it to be a wide receiver great more than likely it's going to be your quarterback uh, and i think that would that would allow that would open up some money in the middle of the pack to allow more veterans because what you're seeing right now in the nfl and this is this is a trend that's going to uh it's probably going to be it's probably going to grow although the Booning of the salary cap over the next couple of seasons should help it because salaries are still going to be, you know, guys are going to be tied up into old contracts with under the old salary cap. So there is going to be some more wiggle room. But the middleman in the NFL was being squeezed out hard, really hard. Those veterans who are more expensive than rookies, but are they that much? Are they are they worth? that much more money are they worth a five and ten million dollar contract or can you just go get a rookie to play you know your third wide receiver or your backup left tackle those guys are just getting pushed out right now because it's just cheaper to pay your undrafted free agents and your rookies 
and and you just put all the money into the big guys. And, and so you have this weird dynamic where everyone's making. Look at if you look at the contracts roster, or uh, rosters contracts. It's just it's highs. There's a lot of guys making big money and a lot of guys making no money, and the middleman is just being squeezed out. And I think that's a problem the NFL needs to address financially. They need to figure out how to allow these guys to last uh, last longer in the league. Unless you're a star, you it's getting harder and harder to last longer. Hopefully, the new TV contract and you have a ballooning salary cap that's going to fall over the next couple of years, and a lot of guys still tied up in old contracts. Hopefully, that'll rectify some of it. But in a couple of years, you're going to see the same dynamic play out. Yeah, Andrew Clay, our guest, ESPN 1420. I, I, I don't agree with you that not not capping one player would would give more to the middleman. I think just by it might not. just by nature of the salary cap. I look. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea, right? Because I think you know some players could get more out of their you know and it, and it would just be a quarterback thing for the most part as you said but i just feel like by nature of it when you have a salary cap and the the elite quarterbacks and the elite players are in high demand at the way they are and the nfl's you know becoming more and more of a star driven league you can say it always has been not as much as some of the other sports yes it always has been okay but uh, it, it's then the the setup of it you're always going to have in my opinion, more than the half of the league on a a minimum salary contract. Now, their way to try to help, you know, your veterans is by saying, look, a minimum salary is a little higher for um, somebody that's been in the league for this long as opposed to a UDFA, and the, the cap hit will be the same. But at the same time, I'm sure a guy that's that's put, you know, five, six years in and is really good or say, I shouldn't say really good, is above average would probably like that number to be a little bit higher and i don't know man it, it's um you're right though the the middleman and you've certainly seen it this go round with the salary cap being what it is this year much lower than teams anticipated a lot of the middlemen in the league got squeezed out and now they're going to be playing on one year maybe two year minimum deals going forward just tough timing for them uh but that tv money man i think that 17th game there's no way that when the owners were negotiating with Amazon and CBS and Fox and NBC and ABC slash ESPN, they, are, they, they told every one of those companies, we're going to have a 17th game. You know, like, like That went into that. It's not like they agreed to this TV deal and now they're pulling this out. So that's, that's how they got as much money as they got. But I don't know, man. It's, it, the NFL has been able to continue to make lots of money despite bad publicity, despite former players um, basically suing the league because they lied about head injuries, despite however you feel about the anthem controversy, whatever, all these people saying, I'll never watch again. Whatever comes out of the league and folks say, I won't watch again or I'm not doing this, not doing that, it just continues to grow. At some point, is there is there a, is there a wall that the NFL hits? Is there a point where... Something starts happening in the NFL that we see has happened in other sports, which is the ratings are going down, attendance in person is going down, or is the NFL just kind of bulletproof in your mind? Well, uh, the I'm never going to watch again, I'm never going to listen again crowd, that's the great, the grand lie, right? I hear this a million times. 
where people have sent you an email, they're never going to listen again, and then they complain to you about the same thing three weeks later. It's like the grand three, lie. I'm sorry. People, no, no, no. Wait, wait, Andrew. Three days later. Okay. <laughs> three days later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the I'm never going to watch or, or listen again crowd. I mean, like, that's, that's the grand lie of people. And, and yes, some of these things have caused minor hiccups on the on the NFL, but in general, like I mean, people love football. Like we just, this is who we, part of who we are as Americans. We love football. It's it's like Europeans and soccer. Like we just we live for this stuff. We breathe this stuff. I mean, we want more of it. You know, it's kind of crazy because you do have sports. You know, you know, soccer. Like they play more than once a week, and and fans get their fill more than once a week. I mean, we're we're. We get one time a week, so I mean, we just grab onto that and we don't let it go, and we're not going to let it go. I don't really think, I don't want to say the NFL is bulletproof because they could certainly, I think, step on it, and and maybe it would um, get rid of our taste for love, but maybe we would find other ways to love football because I mean, you do have all these obscure leagues that try to start up every. Uh, maybe we would like one of those leagues a little bit more. We would support like an AFL or a, an XFL a little bit more, or AAF or whatever it was called. I don't even AFL. I guess is such an old reference. Um, but maybe we would support those leagues more if they really stepped on a bit. The NFL is pretty bulletproof, right? They've got a Kevlar vest. They've got a helmet on. They're riding around in a tank. I mean, it, it's going to take something pretty substantial to knock them down. ESPN1420.com. Andrew Clay, our guest from KTC-TV3. This is the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. Uh, before we let you roll, um, Andrew, I just want your overall thoughts on the Diamond Sports, uh, Cajun baseball and softball, and, um, you know, wh- wh- where they're at right now midway through the season for softball and just about midway through for baseball. Well, great start for kids. It's baseball. I know the record isn't the pretty, like, the record's almost 500. What? There were two games, three games above 500, something like that. I know that's not the, the, the sexiest record, but it, what a start for them. You've got a win over TCU last Friday, and they're still figuring things out from a, a pitching standpoint. But then you get two from three from Coastal, and that's big. Coastal had a very good start to its season. They're the Sunbelt favorites. You take two of three at home. You played really, really well. You know, Spencer Arrighetti, man, if you don't love Spencer Arrighetti, you don't have a heart. I mean, that guy is fiery. He's feisty. He's fun to watch. There's nothing like a guy who gets a strikeout at the end of the inning and walks off the mound pumping his chest and screaming into the crowd. I mean, that guy is just fun. He's fiery, and his hair is amazing. Uh, so you've got to love him. There, pitching, it's been interesting, the whole pitching, what, what Matt Deggs has done with pitching, and that he really isn't setting his rotations heading into the weekend. You kind of know it's Spencer Arrighetti right now, but it kind of feels like he's going day by day with everyone else. And I think that's an interesting approach that you just don't often see. I don't know how much that keeps teams off balance. You know, teams can't really prepare for a pitcher. I don't know how common this strategy is. Uh, for colleges, obviously, this is not a strategy you see professionally. I don't know how common it is for schools to do it. I don't think it's something the Cajuns had done much in the past. I, I, my recollection recalls a pretty set rotation. So we're not getting that this year. We're getting Spencer Arrighetti right now on Fridays. And then kind of Deggs is riding the hot hand. But you got to love the start for Cajuns baseball this year, especially after how disappointing last season was at the beginning. And I know they kind of had 
kind of bounced out of that fog when the season got suspended. But you really just didn't know which team was, was the real team. Was it the good team? Was it the bad team? You feel much better now about what's happening right now in that dugout because the team is just playing really, really well. And, and I think you've got a team that's going to really compete near the top of the conference this year. It's, they still have some bugs to figure out, but, but they're playing really well right now. And then for softball, what I don't know what's going to happen today. You know, you feel like there should be two pretty easy wins uh, against Georgia Southern today. Regardless of what happens, the softball had the weekend they really needed. And I guess if they lost both games today, that would be disappointing. But they had the weekend they needed, a nice four game. They've won four now in a row this weekend, uh, and they needed that. The team was kind of hitting some rough I want to say rough. They hadn't been what they wanted. They were playing Cajun softball, right? The bats were cold. Not that the bats were necessarily hot uh, through the first couple games of that weekend series against South Alabama, but Summer Ellison really hadn't hit her stride. She pitched much better over the weekend, uh, and the team seemed to really settle back into what you expect. So uh, it was definitely a good weekend for both programs at home, and to do it at home, um, maybe you're seeing a turning point in softball. Maybe they're going to be that team. And, and you know, Steve Pelican kind of alluded to this the other day when he spoke with me on my show. It, it was, look, this is a team very capable of rattling off 24 straight wins. And, and maybe you're seeing that now with the Cajuns. They have two more again today, though. So uh, if they can pick up two more wins and, and go six for six on this really hectic six games and four days schedule, that'll be good for them. Andrew Clay has been our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Andrew Clay TV. And uh, check out he and Brianna and Seth Lewis, of course, and all the great work they're doing over there at KTC TV3 in the sports department. Uh, Andrew, it was fun uh, seeing you go viral last week, and uh, that was a great thing you did with the Microsoft Paint. I loved it. And I always appreciate you taking time to talk some sports, and I'll be seeing you soon, brother. Always appreciate it, Scott. And I just want to say nine touchdowns in a Tech Mobile game, as your intro alluded to. Uh, that's really not that big of an accomplishment, man. I'm I mean, sorry. you got to get was, 11 it, it or was, something. It was, it was nine touchdowns in a quarter, Andrew. Okay. Oh, in a quarter. Oh, that's my bad. My bad. You know, Bo Jackson was a cheat code. So, I could you know, nine was not a big. I on the game, so, you know, bring it. Okay, okay. Bring it. <laughs> I'll draw a picture of it. All right, man. Have a good one. <laughs> you do the same. The Great Scott Show sponsored by Suit Up. Appreciate Andrew coming on. Suit Up. Suit Up menswear and tux rentals, guys. The absolute best in men's clothing. The absolute best. Okay. Suit Up menswear and tux rentals. We got um, locally owned and operated. You need dress up, they got you. You need casual, they got you. You need to rent a tux, they got you. You need to have something altered, alterations, they got you. All in one. All there. That's Southern Marsh Line, one of the more popular clothing lines on the planet right now, which, by the way, was started in Louisiana. They got Southern Marsh. The best brands, the various price ranges, whatever you need, whatever you're looking for, go in there. You can be like Jay Walker. Look, I, I know nothing about fashion. I don't know how to look good. They suited him up. Suit up. They will take care of you. The absolute best in service. Great service, great prices, great product, great selection. Terrific atmosphere, incredible customer service. The people are awesome. The suits are awesome. The prices are awesome. Right now, they got specials, two suits for $300 on select suits. You go buy a sports coat there, they're going to give you a free pair of dress slacks. 
right? If you have a wedding coming up where you know someone that is, and they're saying, man, I don't know where to do the tuxes. I don't know where the guys should rent them. Like, Come on. You, 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 they do know. It's suit up. Here's a great package for rentals. Five or more paid rentals for a wedding coming up. The groom's rental for their tux is going to be free. The ring bearer's rental is going to be half off. Every groomsman going to have $40 off the rental. Come on. Where are you going to get deals like that from a locally owned and operated place that's going to take care of you and have you looking good? You know where. Suit up. Suit up. 3546 Ambassador Caffrey, located between Rooms to Go and Lafayette Shooters. When you go, tell them you heard about it from me. I would appreciate it. Don't go anywhere when we come back. A little bit on LSU baseball, Rage Occasion Football Pro Day today. Some more audio from Coach Deggs. Don't go anywhere. It's the great Scott Show. It's ESPN1420.com. We're back after this. Here's a tip from Mr. Electric. Working for Mr. Electric for the last eight and a half years, I've learned about what to look for when hiring any type of service professional. Reviews are a fellow consumer's way of letting you know about their experiences with a particular company. Consistently good reviews are a great indicator of a company you want to do business with. Even a bad review can clue you into how a company responds to a complaint and which companies always try to do right by their customers. For more advice and tips from Mr. Electric, visit this Town Square Media radio station's website. We're looking for an electrician, Mr. Electric is a name you can trust. They have a code of values that ensure their technicians understand that respect, integrity, and customer focus are the foundations of who they are. They believe that safety is one of the pillars that keeps us standing. So they offer each of their customers a complimentary home safety check. And they understand that you want to feel safe in your home. So they background check and drug screen each of their employees before hiring. Call Mr. Electric. They'll help you take care of all your electrical needs. 451-2228. Pull up to churches today for boneless that's bringing it all. Bringing buttermilk marinated juiciness and all white meat deliciousness. Try our new Texas tenders or chicken sandwich with new smoky honey cube sauce for just $3.99. Churches, Bringing that down home flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. The COVID-19 vaccines are starting to become available across the country. Now is the time to get informed. Get the latest information at getvaccineanswers.org. It's up to you. A message brought to you by the Ad Council and the CDC. You're ready to get back into yoga, so you order the essentials. A non-slip mat, yoga blocks to keep balance, and an exercise ball. And you use your Bank of America Cash Rewards credit card. Choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping and up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member, which you put towards your most essential yoga gear. Noise-canceling headphones. Welcome. Take a deep breath. Breathe. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation. How do you protect yourself from the new forms of the coronavirus? Here you go. Got a mask that fits good and snug? Perfect. Now, give your neighbors at least six feet of space... And avoid crowds, because all that stuff still works too. Look, I'll definitely get my vaccine when it's my turn, but now isn't the time to let your guard or your mask down. We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. When it feels like the world has stopped, good finds a way. Good is happening, even now. Good connects us, even when we can't get close. Good never stops, and neither does Children International. With support from caring friends, we help provide children and families with the critical essentials they need. 
essentials like food assistance, hygiene education, medical help, and financial support. To learn more, go to children.org slash help today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. Our official ESPN 1420 app allows you to listen on the go. Connecting in the car via Bluetooth, aux cord, or wherever you plug in your phone. Use the app to read stories, hear our best interviews, and stay in the loop for all things sports. All directly from your phone. Manage your push notifications to receive the latest breaking sports news, important traffic and weather updates, local alerts, and so much more. Plus, you'll have the inside scoop when it comes to all of our awesome contests. And the best part? It's free and available now in the App Store or on Google Play. Get it now and stay connected with Acadiana's best sports leader, ESPN 1420. Sports Talk. Sports Talk 24-7, 365 in the palm of your hand on the ESPN 1420 app. Sponsored by Mandez's Seafood Bar and Grill on Ducey Road. What's up, sports fans? It's your boy Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans, and you're listening to The Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Zion Williams. My goodness. You realize over the last 25 games, the Pelicans are number one in offense, and they have been running the, uh, the Point Zion experiment. God, that guy is good. So good. 6'7", 284 pounds. With a handle like that, I mean, he's he's one of one, man. Pelicans in action tonight against the Celtics. Pelicans overall is a complete team. Yeah, they're below average. I won't tell you they're not. Zion Williamson at 20 years old. You look at it when they they tried to to start running Zion with the ball in his hands, point Zion as they call it. Averaging 28.5 points a game on over 65% shooting. Nearly 10 free throw attempts per game. Seven rebounds, four and a half assists. Just absolutely sick numbers, man. Every defender gets in the paint as Zion drives. He either somehow makes it happen underneath or he makes the right pass. Got five-plus assists in 14 of the last 24 games. You look at the first 43 games of his career, he only did that four times. Just tremendous stuff right now. They play the Celtics tonight. So good. Um, LSU baseball. Right now, Tiger fans are down on the team. Coming off of getting getting swept by Tennessee. Uh, Look, they lost twice in extra innings. They are a team right now that just needs to just not give up the free – just don't give up free bases. That's what's doing them in right now. You look at the series this past weekend against the Vols, where they issue 23 walks. Or, I'm sorry, 23 free bases because there were a couple of hit batters in there. So you can out-hit a team 31-20 to 20 in all three games and get swept when you just leave too many runners on that. And, you know, they, they left 25 on base. But despite being one in five in the SEC for the first time in like 10 years, LSU can get right back in the mix in the, in the, in the, in the East, excuse me, in the West. I think, should you be concerned? Sure. Are you disappointed? Of course. But this team is talented. Paul Mainari is, 
they're they're going to write this thing. Just can't give up that many. When you lose two in extra innings, man, it's an it's an absolute gut punch. I mean, the difference in those. Cajun softball wins a pair of one-run games, incredible pitching, very, very different. I get it, unlike these baseball games where you lost, what, 9, 8, and 3, 2. But if you lose a one-run game and you lose a series as opposed to winning it, winning those close ones, the truth is you're not quite as good coming off of those wins. You're not quite as bad coming off of those losses as the perception's going to be. I think LSU is going to get it right. I do. ESPN 1420.com. So we got more college basketball tonight as well. We got Cajun softball for you today. Doubleheader starting at 4, pregame 345. We got Raging Cajun baseball for you. Raging Cajun baseball for you today at uh, coming up, what, pregame is in about an hour and 40 minutes, 1030 pregame, 11 o'clock. First pitch right here on ESPN 1420 in a non-conference game against Conference for Coastal Carolina, who they won the series against. Cajun baseball is playing good right now. You heard Andrew Clay mention it, Spencer Arigetti. They're Friday night starter. They, they got an All-American caliber player starting on Friday nights. Bottom line, he's a dog. He likes to scrap. He is really, really good. Bobby Luday, big weekend for him as well. Coach Matt Degg speaking to us last night after the win situations and because those guys can really hit and their, their lineups deep and it's very physical. Uh, and I just thought he might be able to keep them off balance a little bit. And he was able to do that. You're talking about Austin Perrin there. Coach, I thought another kind of um, unsung situation in this game is you get a fifth insurance run with two outs and nobody on after two strikeouts from the bottom of your order. I thought that was unsung uh, big time uh, from Kevin Fitzgerald uh, with two outs, nothing, nothing going to cat uh, being able to double him in on a, on a, I think it was a full count. So we had a run and start uh, that was gigantic. And then another play that was really, really big was there in the ninth. I put CJ in to play defense and there's a ball hit to him with a runner at first. And the runner at first means nothing. And he looks at second after he knocked it down and then decided to go ahead and take an out. That was gigantic. What about Connor, coach? Yeah, you know, I put Connor right up there with AP. I love that kid like a son. And uh, he's an incredibly hard worker. Uh that hasn't had things in his life and on the baseball field always go his way but he never quits coming and he loves to compete and he's got great makeup and great stuff. And, and uh, you know, like, just like AP deserves everything, everything that happens for him, he deserves it because he's gone out and earned it. And that's why I was glad to see him finish that game like that. And I think that'll go a long, long way for his confidence. And right now, that's Matt Deggs. They uh, they did not announce last night who was going to start today. All Deggs said is they have options, but it isn't a conference game. And you do have the short week where conference play starts on Thursday in Monroe because of Easter weekend. So they got some work to do. TSPN 1420.com and some decisions to make today. But uh, it'd be nice to get another W as the team is playing really well. That's going to do it. 
for the great Scott Show, the great sports callers open think tank, sponsored by Suit Up. Tomorrow, that guy, Matt Deggs, will be on the show one-on-one, probably around 745. Jay Walker will be in studio at 8 for a little TTT. I'm Scott Prather. Don't go anywhere. Steve Pelican is next for an abbreviated edition of Beyond the Game. Then at 1030, it's pregame for Raging Cajun Baseball. Don't go anywhere. Soldier, keep on.